Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. We are a twice-monthly podcast that releases two free episodes every month. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check those out. And if you like what you hear, we also have a Patreon uh, where you can get two extra episodes every month and also access to our Discord chat. Uh, you can find all that at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. And you can follow us on uh, just about everything that has uh, a social media presence. We're out there. Catch us on YouTube. Catch us on Twitter at LCS Podcast. Um, and that being said, again, my name is Pat Soroyce, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Going good. Going good. Just uh, heading out on the road at like four o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, are you gonna sleep? Are you gonna sleep between now and then? Um. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to, to to make that stretch. But I still gotta. We're done here. I'm gonna go get an oil change, and okay. then yeah, and then uh, I'm just gonna yeah come home, get all my shit together. Probably gonna get like three or four hours of sleep. And then how? Just, and uh, are you just doing the whole drive? Because you're going to Milwaukee. Yeah, well, drive. Yeah, Milwaukee. Austin, area. Milwaukee. So like just up 35, right? Yeah, Pretty essentially. Much. Yeah, it's just 20. It's a 20 hour drive. I'm probably gonna knock out because I don't have any. I don't have any problem doing long stretches on the road. I can mm-hmm. like as long as I'm behind the wheel of a car. As long as I got energy drinks, I'm I'm in. And uh, so I'm probably gonna try to knock out like like 15 hours, maybe 14 hours. And so, uh, yeah, I haven't, and I've been off the road for, for two months, which hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. And, um, damn. Yeah. It's like when you're, when you're in the, when you're in the pace of it, when you're coming and going all the time and I'll be home for three weeks, I'll be back on the road for three weeks. Like you just, you get in that headset, that mind space and like, you're like, okay, I can, you know, I can do this. And once you take that break, you, once you hit the brakes for a little bit and I'm just like, shit, man. I don't want to go. <laughs> it's it's a hard life. I mean, you'll yeah. get back in the swing of it because you get to do comedy every night and it's fucking really fun to do. But yeah, yeah road life is not for yeah. everyone. It is, it is I, intense. I took my t- I took the time back in town. I spent it wisely. Uh, I went out and tried. I made contact with the parts of the scene that you know, as people listen to the listen to the show for a while know that like anybody that follows comedy, Austin has gone undergone a facelift uh, in the last couple I of years. Was just- and- I was just thinking about that because I was thinking about how apparently Joe Rogan owns the Ritz now, the Alamo Drafthouse Ritz, yeah. and uh, is putting a club in. And it's just like, I used to do Master Pancake there every weekend. And it just like, I just tweeted about how like it's too, it feels too on the nose that like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a place where I like came into my own as a performer and then now it's owned by Joe Rogan. Like, yeah. damn, dude. Damn. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it, it was crazy. And like, if you like, you know, for people who are still out grinding, you know, they, they you know, com- comedians are pragmatic. You know, you get back out there. OK, well, I got to go start doing totally. the mics. I got to the Austin comedy scene is still great. Like there yeah, are still, still a great place. wonderful. I have I have nothing bad to say about uh, at least the, the part of it that I interact with. Is yeah. <laughs> so great. But yeah, yeah everybody, it's everybody, everybody I meet is cool, but I, I was in a position where I was on the road all the time. I didn't need to like interact with anybody. You know, right. I was like, I'd go on the road. I'd, I'd come, I'd come you to get New York. Your I, track, I, we have, yeah. yeah. We have all, I I'd do, I do my little my, like cool, you know, paycheck shows. And then I'd be near Chicago or New York or Seattle. And I could go out and do these fun scene stuff. And it's like, I didn't really have to have a presence here. And I, I got my, like my, my girl kind of lit a fire under my ass in the last two months, two months I was home. She's like, you got to get out there. You got to meet these people. So I started like breaking out of the shell and see, and, and I, so I, I feel like I spent it wisely. I, I got out, I met some people and it's nice. so funny when you're like old school Austin, when you're like, when you're not from anywhere else, uh, like that, like 
it, it, it kind of like, takes people back. I did a show at Aviator Nation where most of the people were like maybe one or two year Austin transplants. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so they were like, oh, where are you, where are you coming from? And I was like, well, yeah, I grew up in Killeen, but I've been in Austin for a while. They're like, how long? I was like, like 11 years. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, shit, old school Austin. And I was like, yeah. Yep. And apparently they, they're. I guess. Yeah. They're just they're just as scared of us as we are. of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I got out. I met some great people and it, it was fun. But I'm definitely ready to get back out there on the road, uh, you know, start traveling again, because there's just something oddly calming about being on the road, because like I, it's something about like. My, my life is a lot less stressful than it used to be at certain points. But like, I remember if I had like a, you know, something I had to take care of in town or a problem I had to deal with when you're on the road, you can't like, you just, you can't do it. Leave like, your problems behind. Yeah. 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 I, I just have to sit here and formulate on how I'm going to take care of this when I get back at the very least. <laughs> so yeah, there's this, there's this joy of just doing absolutely nothing on the road <laughs> that I, I totally like, I find solace in it. I find peace in it. And uh, yeah. speaking of finding solace and finding peace in things, uh, I wanted to talk today about a story that was given uh, that we we reached out to our listeners the other day. We were just kind of at a loss for topics, and we got a bunch of great stuff. And this one caught my eye because it just rolls a lot of things that I have familiarity with into one, being uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, establishment Christianity <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the the lifestyle of living adjacent to the military. Uh, two okay. things I'm very yeah. familiar with. Super familiar so, with those things. Uh, big yeah. fan of both, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, both. yeah. Totally love <laughs> organized establishment religion, and I totally love the military lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I. Some people get it twisted. I've never served. I never joined. But both my parents did. My my, my dad did 22 years in. My mom did 20. Um, my entire life up until like my adulthood was just baked into being around the military and just being, you know, uh, understanding like the civilian institutions and all the little things that pop up around it. And there is a, as we discussed in the fat Leonard episode, there's a huge industry surrounding the military because the military out of the last, we checked our fucking budget. It's the most any humans ever spent on anything is what we spend on our military. It's it's like a country within a country and it needs, it needs all of this infrastructure and there's all these opportunities for private, private, and there's, to and there's money them. just flowing, and, and, and they're they're shoving money in the pockets of people who you know aren't always educated on how to use that money correctly, and so you know that that opened up a whole wide industry, and we're going to talk about the, that today. I am going to talk about the House of Prayer Christian Church, the HOPCC, uh, and it is a an organization that understood that each service member and service uh, service members. Uh, um, What's that word? You're uh, where you, where you live with somebody <laughs> like they're, you're there. Um, you, you basically Spouse, uh, they're roommate, dependent, dependent, dependent. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. So active duty military and their dependents come with like a little bit of funding behind them. And mm-hmm. if, if you are around a military base, the entire industry is geared towards sapping every last fucking red cent that they can get out of these people. And I w- we'll get into this. Um, but like, part of the pawn shop was we had uh payday loan services and payday loan services are the most predatory things in the world. And when you add that to a military culture, when you start knowing what people's pay grades are and you know, Ooh. Oh, you're the, you're this rank and you live off base. You, I know you have this much money coming in. I, I, yeah. I, will, I will approve you for a $7,000 credit line and these places will get blacklisted. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, just like the, the consistency and sort of like the structure of how people are paid there makes that yeah. stuff like 
so much it, it it gives people the ability to be so much more shady about that stuff because it's yeah. like i know how much you make and i know yeah. when you're getting paid <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah dude that Oof. yeah that's something um also like go up there i'm not gonna i'm just gonna say the ladies but like i know dudes that 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 pimp the system too but like every every like fully functioning adult woman i knew growing up and growing up in colleen had a working knowledge of pay grades and structures yep. and like and how much you make versus you know and they knew that shit and you know and and, yep. and, and, and like what you get what you get if you get married what you get yeah, if you yeah. get divorced like all yep. that stuff yep it, 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 it's all it's all very calculated and, and if you have less than honorable uh and you know uh, intentions you can make a lot of money and so we're going to get into that today and we're talking about the the hopcc i mean reading pretty extensively from a article on military.com uh that that, that discusses the, this uh this whole scam but essentially to give you a background the hopcc uh as its current and former members refer to it began in 2003 when ronnie dennis he's the ronnie dennis is the uh gonna be the focal point of this story Great today scammer name yeah Ronnie and Dennis. also yeah and it's also both of them aren't spelled like traditionally the right way <laughs> it's, it's r-o-n-y-d-e-n-i-s like, man dude. come on dude <laughs> i guess you're i guess that's like french it's like Ronnie yeah. Denis or something per- perhaps Ron, yeah, yeah. he's ronnie dennis to me yeah <laughs> um i will say ronnie dennis doesn't look very French. <laughs> <laughs> well, French Canadian, perhaps he's maybe one of the yeah. established French Canadian types that we've discussed. Br- br- well, no, uh, he is uh, Ronnie Dennis. Is uh, from all the pictures is a is a black American man. Okay. <laughs> and so I don't know if he has like maybe like Haitian ancestry, but he just seems like kind of your he's average. He's Ronnie Dennis. Yeah, he's Ronnie Dennis, <laughs> run of the mill dude who joins the army. So. uh, Dennis served as a minister at another church, Uh, and in 2004, he recruited approximately 15 fellow ministers from across the country to leave that church and join him and his uh, another pastor by the name of Arlen Bradine. So, where is this taking place again? This takes place all over. It started in in Hinesville, Georgia, but it it. There, there was recently some raids by the FBI, and they hit all of their their like nerve centers, and they're. All military towns. You have okay, Heinz- so it's like just basically anywhere where there's a big military base. Yep, and in fact, in my hometown of Colleen, Texas, was apparently a big operating space for them because Colleen, Texas, is next to Fort Hood. Fort Hood is the largest by population, the largest American military base in the world. Uh, it's just, it's got like seventy thousand troops or something to that effect. Wow, I didn't know it was yeah. the largest in the world. That's amazing. But yeah, yeah, Colleen, yeah, yeah. My understanding is like Colleen functionally exists to serve. Yes, Fort Hood. That's exactly it. Yeah, and that's why you know in, in the pawn shops it was all like you know like knowing people's pay grades, knowing knowing when people got paid. There's furniture stores in Clean where like I I applied to do, to be a salesman at a couple of these like uh, electronic places, like furniture electronic kind of places, and straight up in the interview he's like, "We don't sell furniture. We sell a five thousand dollar line of credit. That's what we sell." Mm-hmm. He's like, "So you sell that, and then we'll figure everything else out a- a- afterwards." So Dennis founded this church in 2004 in Hinesville, Georgia. And soon after, uh, Brady uh, said, now, Brady and Dennis, they initially, they, they, they set up a, like a nerve system, essentially, with all these different uh, churches that kind of acted as, they're supposed to be independent headquarters. But mm-hmm. it was found out very quickly in that, uh, that you know, Ronnie Dennis intended to run all of these. He actually set up a, a, uh, an intercom system, kind of like essentially like a, 
a, a two-way radio system where he basically he listened to everything that was going on and he barked commands and this guy is yeah. kind of like a little david miscavige like that's, yeah. what he, that's the energy i get um so yeah he basically we'll we'll get into it right here so Ronnie Dennis and his House of Prayer Church were known to the military community long before they were raided last month by the FBI. Now, this happened in, two, this happened in 2022. Okay. So, for years, soldiers had shared accounts on message boards of crossing the church's path. They told alarming stories of church members showing up in barracks unannounced or encouraging troops to get into vans that roam bases. So, in preparation for this, I reached out to our military correspondent, comedian Shannon Muggridge. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you got anything on this? And he texted back in all caps. He goes, I've dealt with those motherfuckers directly. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, this is what happened to Shannon. Uh, this is back in, like, the, like early 2000s, like a couple years after they started. He was stationed at some naval base in the Midwest. Okay. And the, he was hanging out one day and these guys pulled up. They're like, hey, we're doing this little thing. It's, it's like a church religious thing, but we're going to be doing an all day softball tournament. And you come on out. You can play softball. We'll That's how they you. get you. Yeah. A yeah, fun yeah, game. Yeah. A fun That's game. how they get you. That's exactly what Shannon Shan was like. I mean, fuck, man. I haven't played softball in a long time. I just got in the military. Want to meet some people. So, you know, I sure. to yeah. make some friends. Yeah. yeah so he, why not? He, went, he goes out and apparently they were supposed to take a bus uh, over the state lines to Indiana. They all hopped in this van, and it was the deal was you go out there, you play baseball, day, play softball day. We'll feed you. We got a place for you to crash in the morning because it's Saturday. In the morning, we want you to attend our church service. You don't even have to like worship. We just uh, want you to kind of. It's like a it's like a timeshare, but church. It, exactly. They're like, yeah. You play in this game, but then we're holding you and making you go to church with us the next day. Yep. It's like it's like when you go have a sleepover at a religious kid's house yeah. in like elementary <laughs> school. It's like, yes, oh, I exactly. get to hang out with Allison, but then we have to go to fucking church tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 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 And our family goes to long church. Yeah, really. <laughs> I actually uh, always thought that was kind of cool when I was a kid. Cause like uh like we we didn't really go to church that much and we weren't like my parents were both raised catholic but uh we didn't go to catholic church and so like i thought it was kind of cool when i'd like go to like a greek orthodox friend's house or like a catholic's friend's yeah. house or something and like it's like oh church your church is weird i like this yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different <laughs> i wouldn't like it if i had to go every week but like this is this is fun I like yeah it. My, my friend jp dickinson uh he, he would to so it's funny this place is called house of prayer because in colleen texas there's two locations for a big uh, church. It's called Christian House of Prayer, predominantly mm -hmm. black church, and they really have set themselves up. They have a credit union. They have like a, like a little yeah. water park. They certainly they got their own little establishment. And you know, like I do a lot of the guys that were involved in that. My my best friend got married in one of their in their church because his mm -hmm. boss is a deacon there. And so I'm, I'm not unfamiliar with them. They're not like it's definitely. A lot of money coming in and coming out, but I mean, overall, sure. the people I know that that go to that are decent people. I know that, but you it's would not, go, yeah, it's not a, like any more of a coercive cult than like any other. Church. Correct, yeah. yeah. But we would go to like J my friend JP. If I were to go to his church, it was like we're like, what time is it in? He's like seven thirty. I'd be like, JP, you say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it would routinely get out at like nine thirty, ten o'clock. You know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a very, very, very prolonged thing. But Shannon says he goes there, and the next day they were like, we just want this you is to not Christian House of Prayer is different. Christian House of right? Prayer is different. Yeah, this uh, is. This church is of the House of Prayer or something. This is church, the House of Prayer yeah. Church. Yeah, House of Yeah, House of Prayer Christian Church. Okay. So so Shannon goes to one of their functions. They said the next day you just gotta wake up and like kind of like talk to our congregation about what happened. They said thank the congregation. And so Shannon okay. was like, All right, I'll do that. 
Well, the van ride out there, they start singing like interactive Christian songs. Oh, and it's kind of yep. like, yeah. And he said it got to the point where they'd be like, what's your name? Billy? Well, Billy's got that joy in his heart. Hey, Billy, yes. sing about the oh, joy. Oh, God. And like, it's like they got the like, shit. I, I feel like it's so suspicious. Like, why can't you play softball closer to where we live? Yeah, yeah. This is weird. <laughs> like, there's got to yeah. be a softball field around here. We've passed by a few softball fields on the way to Indy, <laughs> fucking Indiana, you know? Right. But so they said they, Shannon said they got to him and he was like no nah, man i'm not i'm, I'm not yeah, doing not that doing they were like come on he's like you never said anything i'd have to sing so he, he bowed out of that they get there he said they played softball day it was actually pretty fun they played about four games and he said he sure. had a good time and then at the end of it they were like he's like okay yes we just hang out we eat we crash and then we wake up and do the church thing well they started doing a sermon that right then and he said it was not friendly at all it was very fire and brimstone it was very like you're a sinner not, not oh, like yikes. lovey and dovey yeah and so he said he just was like hey man i i actually don't want to be here take me home and they were like yeah. well we, we're not leaving till tomorrow and he was like well what if I were to call the police and say that, like, you know, y'all let me leave. You have so brought me across state lines yeah, and you're holding yeah, me yeah, against yeah, my you're, will. You're, yeah. you're holding an American service member hostage, essentially. <laughs> and so he said the guy finally gave. It was like, can somebody give him a ride back to base? And as soon as he said that, like, four hands went up. Like, can we go, too? And like, he just cleared <laughs> the house out. Nice. <laughs> just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Good for him. So, shout out Shannon. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, shout, shout out Shannon Mugridge, our military correspondent who who mm-hmm. tipped us off to the Fat Leonard episode and always seems to have some great insight on every military yeah. topic we cover. <laughs> so the House of Prayer had been approaching troops for nearly two decades, promising them a religious community that would understand them. But former members now say that Dennis and his church were in the business of bilking veterans out of their service benefits. Since 2013, the church collected more than $7 million in GI Bill payments for Bible study classes, oh, which shit. former students and the former director of the program say were little more than disorganized meetings that provided little to no education, uh, educational content for veterans. So That's like, if you're paying for Bible study classes, you've yeah. already fucked Dude, up. I'm sure, like, yeah, that's like, not... Are, are they they'll, dancing? They'll over? teach you for free. I yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I would love planning the paid Bible study class where you have to dance around the parts of the Bible that say you shouldn't do that. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's like the yeah. whole point of the Bible is that you shouldn't do that. <laughs> and then Jesus went to the temple and saw the money lenders and, uh, and he just wished them a good day and walked out the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It, it did like, so this, this gets in, this, this gets crazy. It goes deeper than I, I ever could imagine this would be allowed to go. So the uh, former members said that, said that they would pressure veterans to – well, okay, let's see how I want to structure this. Basically, every military person has benefits attached to them, things that they'll pay you for school, they'll pay you for housing, and you can get mm-hmm. the GI Bill to take care of a lot of that. And so what would happen was at first these guys started doing these Bible study classes. So this is coming from Arlene Br- Arlen Bradine, uh, who served in the army in the 1980s and ran the Bible school from its inception until 2000, from its inception in 2004 until he left the church in 2018. He said the school was built to bleed veterans, b- bleed veterans out of that tuition benefit, and then the church initially said, "Okay, you want these Bible study classes? Three hundred bucks." But then they were able to get their Bible study classes approved by the GI Bill as a, a correct outlet for GI Bill money. So right, like if you go to like right. Central Texas College or ACC, but you know, right. they'll, they'll so pay the, for that. So the 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 servicemen are like this is essentially free to me because yeah. I'm not paying for it. I'm I'm using the GI Bill. So it's Trent. like yeah, it's um they're 
but but the thing is, like, I'm, I'd imagine you have a fixed amount of GI benefits. You do. So you have a fixed amount of time to use them. using it, exactly. So if you're using it on Bible study, then you can't yeah. go get your associate's degree or something. And like that comes that's up. Really yeah. fucked up. That, it, it's yeah. really fucked up. And so, like, now initially they were three hundred dollars, right? But then they were able to get it approved by the school, by the military, as yeah. a correct outlet. This is education. Yeah. I don't know. And, and so, when I said these guys like a little mini David Miscavige, we'll talk about how somebody in the system approved that. Was like, yeah, yeah, this is the yeah. correct outlet. And there's no fucking way that anyone looking at this would go, "That's a correct, uh, a correct outlet for GI Bill money." So he had okay. somebody on the inside. That, yeah. that, that that made that approval and it was almost like when when david miscavige got scientology listed as a tax-free religious exactly. organization yeah it changed yeah. the fucking game he got I'd, I'd imagine that. that religious instruction would not be covered by i would fucking generally. hope not you know <laughs> yeah. yeah for real unless you're going to like i don't know like like an established seminary school or something to that effect. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, seminary yeah. school or something like that, not just like Bible classes at a church. Well, like, that. well, yeah, and that's yeah. what they. But that's what they 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 gussied their shit up to do. So mm-hmm. once they got the approval for the GI Bill, the classes went from three hundred dollars to three thousand. Yeah. 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 Right. Now, so, and the, the now Bray Dean, who is like the that is the person this who started is like the school, being like a reverse military contractor. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's the same type of scam, but like from the bottom in a yeah, way that yeah. is like, <laughs> like so bad. I yeah, I don't well, know. it really it's, it's so many. It's like two or three scams rolled into one. It's the scam of organized religion, and then it's like yeah, you know, it's it's these it's these benefit scams like all like, yeah, and it's like they just combined them in a way that you kind of have to tip your hat to. You're like shit, dude. That's this is nothing if not creative. It, so, and it like yeah, it will work. Like if you can get this working, it's a good it's a good scam. Yeah. yeah. The schools do not maintain the full array. Now, oh, this is coming from um, Braydean. Now, there's there's Braydean yeah. and there's there's uh, Ronnie Dennis. Braydean yeah. stepped away from the church, and just like with Scientology, you'll come to find that he stayed so long because his family had gotten into it. It was like, oh, you ever want to see your family again? You know, because yeah. if you leave, now you're going to be excommunicated. And they did all yeah. that shit that Scientology does. They did that. Mm-hmm. So he said. Uh, yeah, he's like, basically, he said, uh, it burns me because there's a lot of good people who burn their VA money at these schools. They used all their college money to donate to Dennis's Rolls Royces. Now, the schools do not maintain the full array of courses that is typical of other educational institutions. And Brad Dean described a series of tricks he said the church employed to make sure the GI Bill money would keep flowing. Classes were often renamed to satisfy VA requirements that federal dollars can't be used for students to repeat a course. So they would just do title. They would change the name of the thing. And now guess what? You can take it again. And it's like, wow. hey, why would I take the same thing again? And it was literally preached to the members. You directing your benefits to the church is your way of serving the church. So yeah. like we all we all know Oof. this is bullshit. We, we know we know the jig is up here. But think right. about all the good you're doing for the church. This is your like tithe, basically. And yeah. like. I, I can imagine too if you're because I'd imagine a lot of these like servicemen are pretty young. Yep. They, like it's. It, they're not necessarily like they don't maybe feel inclined toward education at that point, like uh, into, you know, getting like a, a bachelor's or an associate's degree or something. And like, since they never touch the money, it's like, yeah. Oh, this is like an easy donation that like doesn't come out of my bank account. You yeah. know, like it, I, I feel like when it goes from one third party to another like that, it's easy if you're young and you're not super like financially literate 
you don't even really feel like that's your money. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it's just a free thing that you can do that then Ronnie Dennis tells you you're a good boy and you're yeah. like happy, <laughs> you know, and you're going to heaven. So yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, he, he, he would like, like, yeah, essentially he would say, yeah, this was like their way of tithing. And yeah. he's, he said, yeah. So Brady said, we wanted them in their full time. So we would rename classes so they could retake classes. To impress VA inspectors who would occasionally visit, the students would often be tasked with dressing up the building, and they would be told to bring in desks and books from their home to Holy go ahead and shit. place them in there and make it look like a functional classroom. This reminds Which, me of like um, when uh, child actors, like there's like all these rules about schooling on set for like child actors where yeah. you have to like meet certain requirements in order to have like kids working on your set and stuff. And a lot of it is just like absolute bullshit. And when they know yeah. someone's coming <laughs> yeah. to check, they like <laughs> pretend that they're teaching the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And what better like industry to like, Oh, we got to fake a classroom. Give me five minutes. And right. It's going yeah, to look like designer fucking... on this. Yeah, yeah. 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 It looks like dead poet society. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Uh, I remember I was in uh, I was in a theater arts class in high school and our teacher, uh, lovely lady who was like, just a really cool teacher. We all loved her. Miss Roller. She, I guess, was being like her, her job was on the line because it was coming out that like she would basically just let all of her kids that were in the drama classes kind of hang out in that period. And she yeah. had her kids that were taking oral and terp, like the competitive like UIL acting. Then they mm -hmm. would do stuff. They would work on projects and shit. But if you were just in the class, she was like a large woman. She got around on a little scooter. She'd be at her desk talking to like her little Oral and Terp kids. And you could just hang out and do whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah. And word had gotten out. Good for so her. So they, they <laughs> sent, yeah, they sent a fucking, a teacher there to, to like, uh, like monitor us one day. And he came in and she like got like all it again, because her students loved her. So they all got together and like, they put all the desks in a circle and they had the lights down low. They did like all those little like warm up games that like theater and yep. improv kids all do. All the zip zap zap shit. Yeah, all the Hell zip yeah. zap zaps. They did like the clapping. We're all going to get louder. It goes in a circle and all this stuff. But it was like, the dude walked out halfway through and then the next, the next day fucking poor Miss Roller was in tears. She's like, they said it looked staged. And I was like, in my head, I was like, it was though. It like, was we, staged. We never do also, that shit. Also, it's really funny that like that, like, I feel like I'd imagine in Texas public schools, there would be a lot of people who'd see you playing zip, zap, zap, even for real, not staged and be like, we can't fund this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not, this is not a class. This cannot happen. Yeah. I could buy 30 could gallons of Gatorade stage... for the football team with all right, the money. Exactly. With the yeah. Right. Dude, that was what like... do we need this theater department for? It's just yeah. making all our kids queer. We can't have it. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Jake Rowe, he went to a high school in Plano that I guess is like, um, is like the, the, the Pentatonics graduated from this school. It has like a high okay. caliber, like theater arts program. And he said it was just funny. It's the only school in the Dallas Fort Worth, like Metroplex, where like the theater budget was higher than the football budget. Like, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and as a result, they cranked out like Grammy Award winning fucking people. And he was like, he like, tangentially and Jake knows. Rowe. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave us Jake Rowe. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he said, uh, so. They said for service members who see the GI Bill as a lifeline, those years of potentially wasted benefits are still haunting them. Uh, they yeah. talked to a, 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 a woman by the name of Wright, and she said she served three years in the military and supply logistics. And now as a mother of four, striving, striving to become a nurse, but the schooling she needs to, do, to be able to do the job is too expensive without taking out loans. And all those years in the church depleted her GI benefits and left her without a degree or marketable skills. Uh, yeah, yeah, that and sucks. She's, 
She said, I'm still trying to get established and it doesn't feel great. I got two kids in high school and I should be further along and I could really use the GI Bill right now. Uh, she said she got out of the church roughly six years ago. And uh, when she started, they started, you know, she was pressured to attend the Bible school and to use her GI benefit. So, um, but, but on top of just, uh, on just all that, though, they were able to keep people in the church using the same tactic, tactics that churches and cults use all the time. Like, for example, there was a guy, um, there was the, Bray Dean himself, the dude who walked away. He said one thing that kept him around was the organization's hold on his wife. While Bradine slowly broke away, she was fully committed and wouldn't leave. He described a series of events in which church leaders would force his wife to confess to, confess to sins that she never committed, which is a common method of manipulation. Um, and then yeah. they, they have all those things on file, and now it's the leverage, which is the same thing it's Scientology so uses. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just guessing here, but I'd imagine this is a Protestant church. Like, it's not I, a Catholic no, yeah, Catholic. no, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's definitely the yeah, they, and the, like the other kind of, of one of the big things about that is that you don't do confession. That's like yeah, one of the yeah, main. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're like, no, we got to bring this back because like this is really helpful to keep people here. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. We're yeah. bringing back not only Catholic confession but a uh, false confession. We're yeah, bringing yeah, back yeah, like yeah. full on. <laughs> like maoist struggle sessions is what we're doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the church, you, you don't stay a church for two thousand years without figuring out a few things you know that you catholics <laughs> know what they're it's a doing good system yeah that priest yeah. knows all my secrets i can't leave yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah like the uh now also so you, you have the when he said finally the one night what it was he decided he was going to leave uh and the church was like told his wife like well if he leaves you can't be associated with him so he came home he said his whole family had put all this shit out at the front door of the house and he became homeless Whoa, holy shit yeah, yeah. that's now, intense uh, now they, they've after the in, the in the wake of these raids they've put a lot of these these uh these the school and a lot of like the, the f business fronts of this church, they put them on those do not access lists. And that was like what I said when I was in the pawn shop, our consumer finance branch, the payday loan branch um, eventually got put on that list for, for mm. Fort hood. All, all like, I think all but one of the payday loan companies did. And that shit was, it was a big deal because they made their money bilking young ass soldiers. So, so what would that mean? It would mean like the, the military wouldn't direct payments to them or something. Y yeah. You couldn't go there. And if you were found to have gone there, you would um, undergo like military discipline. Like it would be like, Hey, you oh, okay. So it was, yeah. it was for like the people in the military were barred from using. Yeah. Bar yeah. Cause the, the, the military, when you're in, they own you and there would be things yeah. where like certain so bars. It wasn't even just like, you couldn't use your money on this. It would be like, you literally can't go here or you will be in trouble. Yeah. You'll be in trouble with, with the army. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they used to have, they used to have things on certain bars where it was like, this bar has too many DUIs. People are leaving here getting DUIs. You can't go to Whoa, this bar. Interesting. And then you, it was not uncommon in Colleen to be sitting at a bar drinking one night and you'd see two military police come in with like, you know, somebody staff sergeant and they would just go in and do a head count, make sure none of their guys are in there. And yeah. then a, a, there's a wow. couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a couple of times where they would go and somebody who's like, just individually is in trouble and they're not allowed to be in a bar and they would just go do sweeps for all the guys that are on that list. And it's like, you get out of here. You can't be in any alcohol establishment. You know that. So it wasn't yeah. uncommon to just be having a drink and like, a, you know, at a fucking, this place like uh, wet willies in Colleen and he's having a drink of wet willies. And there's a group of GIs next to you. And next thing you know, their fucking commanding officer comes in. One of them tries to dip into the bathroom real quick <laughs> and they just drag them out. <laughs> That's so interesting. Cause like, yeah, that really, that really makes the whole like, this town exists to serve the military base, take on a new dimension that like the, the military base can 
effectively the military can effectively shut down your business like not 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 in terms of like oh well if servicemen don't like it you'll go out of business but like literally the military can say no one can come here anymore and then you can't run a business like wow that's yeah that's fascinating i mean granted i'm impressed that they did it for a payday loan place like that's actually (laughs) one of the few times i will say you gotta hand it to the u.s military because uh that's that was good but yeah 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 that's that's wild so they did it for this church too they did it for this church and and all of the business fronts of the church and because now it doesn't just stop because like i said there's tons of benefits to, to to being a soldier you get all all sorts of money and essentially if you if you if you put on the right goggles a group a room full of gis is just a room full of people with fucking dollar amounts over their head you know and, and it's like so it's like sad yeah it's like it's so <clears throat> fucked up because it's like you have all of these benefits attached but also like o- other people get them <laughs> like they will yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you're not getting paid that great and also you're like not going to be well taken care of after you're out of the military, but all of these other people see you as this cash cow. Yeah. So yeah. It's just, dude, yeah. It, it, it's like, and it goes and it, it does wane from like, it's not just businesses. It's like, there's people that, like I said, there's, there's women or just, I would say women, yeah. like, but there's like, there's people who live around there who know, like if I, if I fuck this person right now, they'll probably propose to me and then they'll go to Iraq. And then, right. you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's not, it's not because of, you're not saying it because like women are schemers. You're saying it because like most people in the military are men are and men, they're yeah. mostly straight but, and yeah. like but I've it, met, they're, they're, it works. Yeah, <laughs> a whole other squad because obviously there's like the military wife who is like an archetypal character, but there's like right. the military husband dude and like I knew a couple of those That's guys. That's a guy too. Yeah, 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 and they just do <laughs> drugs and they fucking party. They don't give a shit. They're yeah, they're they're just living and it's it's you know they got it figured out, man. But <laughs> another thing that the military gives you money for is housing. Not just housing mm-hmm. while you like if you live off base, you you get it's called a uh, uh, cola uh, quality of life or adjustment, and they give you money mm-hmm. to 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 live off base, and but they also give you that that the can GI you choose bill, that or do you do you have to sort of earn it through rank to live off base? That I'm a little unfamiliar. I believe there's certain ranks where they want you living in the barracks just because they're mm-hmm. like you're young and stupid and we'd rather have you here, but yeah. once you start to hit like e4 and above like i think it actually helps them like no you get get off base you go take care of yourself here's yeah like we don't have to pay for month. you yeah 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 and they have um but also you get the gi bill to buy a house you can use the, your gi bill to buy mm-hmm. a home mm-hmm. soldiers get crazy competitive interest rates and again it's if you are a house uh a, you know a house seller it, it if you're if you're just renting houses and let's say your your leaseholder is a is a soldier and that soldier gets deployed the the military will buy their lease out so it's like it's, it's it, yeah. I remember a couple times when I was younger, we uh, we were looking for places to live, and we ended up uh, me and my boy Brian. But we <laughs> we went to go uh, hit up people like, hey, we're looking at your place, and we'd get there, and they'd realize we weren't soldiers, and they'd be like, "Fuck, man, I really don't want to do this. I thought you guys were two GIs," and we we're like, "Nope, just local yeah. drunks." <laughs> wow. They yeah. knew there was like a, a safety net, and running the GIs, and the, a couple of them yeah. like, "No, we're good. Actually, you guys can leave." <laughs> that happened uh-huh. more than a couple of times, but. So if these all these people can get these fucking, you know, this money to buy houses, well, the church's schemes to rake in money from the military and community service benefits went beyond just the GI Bill, according to former members. It encouraged members to tap into VA home loans, and then church leaders took control of those properties. Military.com reviewed more than reviewed more than two dozen documents showing homeowners giving power of attorney for at least 30 properties to Anthony Olins. He's a close confidant of Ronnie Dennis, who was listed as the treasurer uh, at the House of Prayer Church from 2003 to 2009. 
An annual report's filed in the state of Georgia. The loans for the VA can help veterans buy houses with no money down and at very competitive interest rates. Olin's hung up the phone when called by Military.com seeking an interview. But one man named Ishmael Somali uh, served as an infantryman in the Army for about 14 years. In addition to using up most of his GI Bill benefit for the Bible study and House of Prayer, he said he was also coerced into allowing the church to rent out his home in Fayetteville when he was reassigned to Texas. So he gets. Oh, okay. So it would be, yeah, like people would buy these houses with no money down and a good interest rate, let the church use them and like rent them out and generate income or whatever when they were deployed. Or like, or did the military ever buy out the leases? Now that I don't know about, but there are several apartment complexes that are are flat out owned by this church that they believe that, that, that were bought using the benefits that soldiers get for buying houses and they had full complexes and they were just collect. And it usually was church people that stayed there. So it was all the money was just circling back in. It was like, Hey, you guys need a place to stay, stay in our apartment complex. Is it free? It is very Scientology. Like, yeah, Yeah. everything has a, has a bill attached and it all is going back into the coffers. Yeah, it said uh, the the full scope of the church's real estate empire is unclear because its leaders use multiple names for the organization's properties. But Frederick Irwin, who was the chairman of the church until he left in 2006, said that Dennis's focus was making as much money from veterans and troops as possible. This guy said, he goes, I was disgusted at the priority he was placing at buying up houses. He was manipulating people. It wasn't what I signed up for. Irwin said the real estate holdings were the subject of a decade-long investigation by federal authorities. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Savannah appears to have filed a lawsuit in April 2007 against the church members uh, and 17 others. And basically they were like um, subpoenaing their record system. And the nature of the lawsuit and any allegations or charges by the U.S. Attorney's Office were not listed um, in the records available to the public. And the case was terminated in January 2017. But it's completely not debatable that this guy was taking people's you know houses and let and then like some people would say they would be asked to buy a house in their name and then they would live in like an apartment complex owned right. by the church and the church yeah. would just rent their house out paying rent to the yeah. church while yep. they're renting their house yeah that's so shady so i'd imagine yeah. after this like investigation even though they were the charges weren't weren't uh you know they weren't convicted that's i'd imagine when they started showing up on these flags for the military of like don't go yeah. here or like is that I, okay? I, I would imagine. But uh, Dennis himself, though, appears to own at least three homes, according to public records, one in Hinesville and Augusta, Georgia, and another in West Palm Beach. Uh, the value of each is estimated at around $2 million. Uh, there's a picture Jesus. of one of them. Yeah, there's a picture of one of them. It's really fucking guy, nice. Is this guy a, a former military yes so he served okay. in, the, in the army and i'm going to get into him in a little bit there's not a lot of information on him individually but mm-hmm. that he does definitely again when i said there's, there's cult leader mentality he yeah. started this church and he focused on veterans and he was like okay i'm gonna make veterans the centerpiece of my flock and it's funny i just started rewatching righteous gemstones and it's just funny how it really is it's, it's a dollar amount associated with these large groups and so he was like, i'm gonna bring these guys in and he would do like these sermons that seemed like to like try to appeal to the warrior class mindset uh a little bit yeah well i i was thinking like i mean veterans are so and and like there are certainly people who have extremely positive experiences in the military and like feel very much that the military has like really taken care of them and really changed their life but it's also a thing that like is very traumatizing to a lot of people and like yeah makes is like leaves a lot of people very emotionally vulnerable 
and also like exposes them to this like extremely hierarchical system that I just feel like it would make them absolutely right for Prime. a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I was thinking when I was reading this. I was like, man, if you're gonna, if you're gonna start a cult somewhere like in, in what's funny is this is actually historically uh, the Jonestown cult, the Jonestown cult was uh, Jim Jones took over an existing cult. Like, mm-hmm. like that was like their first big membership rush was he became yeah. friends with another cult leader. That cult leader died and he was like, no, guess what? He lives in my body now and yep. we're all gonna, <laughs> and he told me that all y'all need to come over here. And the guy's wife was like, no, he didn't say that. And he's like, shut up, bitch. And just like got everybody <laughs> on his side. That's like a very, like, almost like, like a textbook, uh, 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 cult move and it's like you so you go to the military which again like you said a lot of people are very thankful of their time in the military but it does prime you for that hierarchical you know you you follow the chain of command you know like yeah you just, exactly that, yeah and, and it's it's like they're already primed for it and this they're is primed very- for it and also being sent into situations that are like extremely intense in a way that like i think probably leaves a lot of people searching you know yeah. like people people i i can imagine somebody going through the military, particularly if they're like deployed overseas to any, anybody who's seen like combat or whatever, I'd imagine a lot of them would come back and be like, I would like to deepen my relationship with God. Like (laughs) I'm going through some shit. I really need to like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. 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 And so, yeah, it just seems like a really good, uh, a a really profitable move to set up on these military bases and be like, Hey, are you like really fucked up for military service? (laughs) Come (laughs) hang out. (laughs) Dude, there's like, so my mom works at the VA hospital and she's a switchboard operator. So occasionally if I need to get a hold of my mom and she's at work, I'll just call the VA. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. not so much anymore, but like in the past, you need to get a hold of her and you get to hear the outgoing message. And like, it's just, it's, it's depressing. I mean, it's a big bummer, but it'll be like, Hey, you know, like while you're on hold, it's like, Hey, if you notice you're drinking too much, you know, like try to get outside yeah. and try to like, Oh God. It just like, it paints such a bleak photo. And I know guys like that. I know guys who came home totally fucked up and like, and well, it, that's it, it the just, thing is like veterans have all of these benefits that they can access. And yet so many veterans are just like not taken care yeah. of like in any yeah. real way. It, it's, it's, so it, it, it's a shame. Well, you also, you do have, obviously with anything, with any system, there's people who seek to exploit it. And sure. clearly that's what this whole fucking episode's about. But this one is just like particularly disgusting. When you think about, you know, I, I so I know like my mom worked at the VA. She used to, they used to call them tourists. People who are coming mm-hmm. in there, they're just, they're not as disabled as they say they are. They're trying to get that disability rating up. I, I mean, again, that doesn't really bother me because the money's there. The money's been sectioned yep. aside for these people. It's not like you can take benefits. And now this guy's not going to get them. The money's exactly, there. Yeah. You gave your time. If you want to go in and fucking cough a little bit more or walk with a limp, do your thing. I didn't go through what you went through, but that's, this, yeah, that's how yeah, 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 exactly. I'm not gonna fuck, I'm not gonna judge a guy who's fucking been close to a grenade going off. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, like, I don't, right. I don't have shit. To oh, say you weren't that guy. 20 feet closer to the grenade than you <laughs> yeah. are. Like you know. Yeah. Wow, I'm, what I'm a not, wuss! What a wuss! Yeah. Pretending you were closer to that grenade. Yeah. Not my. Yeah. Not my business. Not my. Yeah. Not, not, not my business. My, <laughs> my, my dad. I, I guess like the the one that everybody gets out with. Everybody gets hearing loss because humans. Mm-hmm. Your hearing gets bad when you grow when you grow up, and if you're in the military, it can ra- it can be rapid. My dad was like very not big on taking his medical benefits because he was just that was his personality type and yeah. i think he had like some hearing loss shit it was the only thing and he was like he didn't even claim it <laughs> i was like claim it dad <laughs> i'm not claiming that that was just that was just some uh, that was why pat Saroy senior did 22 years in the military and i did not you know <laughs> so, but get, getting into this branch of it where this is just this is just fucked up it makes me it, it, this is one of those most moments where you get mad when we do this show but 
Okay, so it's uh, veteran disability payments may also have been a source of revenue for the church, former members said. The church saw injured, injured veterans as prime recruiting targets, and its leadership Ugh. coached these veterans on how to get maximum disability ratings to net the highest payouts, which would then be donated to the church. Tax donations yeah, are often that's tax gross. exempt. Yeah. That Disgusting. you should be buying a TV with your ill-gotten disability yeah, yeah, payments. You should not be buying Ron <laughs> yeah, Dennis yeah. a house. Yeah, yeah. Buy a PS5, get a Dodge Charger. You exactly. Know, so. <laughs> like, do you for have you. fun, man? Yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> do that shit for you, dog. This will, yeah, he said, uh, they would shame people into giving more money, especially if they knew you had a VA disability rating. People are basically walking ratings there, said Emmanuel. This is uh, um, Daryl Emanuel, a former, former minister of the church and Dennis's personal assistant. He said, people are basically walking ratings there. Everyone's getting more disability. You had very able-bodied people with very high ratings. He said veterans with high disability ratings were considered heroes in the church, not because of the valor they may have displayed to be wounded, but because of the extra income they generated for the church. If the money wasn't donated, church leaders saw it as a cushion, allowing those veterans to perform free labor for the church, such as landscaping and maintenance because they didn't need to work a full-time job. Because they have it so good. Yeah, because you have it so (laughs) good. These disabled veterans, they have so much time on their hands. Dude, God. yeah, and it just these it, it, assholes. Yeah, this is really yeah, despicable. It is. It's gross, man. It's like the former church member still works for the VA and agreed to be interviewed on the condition of anonymity because they, um, because you know, they could face legal re- repercussions for their involvement. But they said that Dennis instructed him to take a job with the VA so they could process claims for church members maximizing their benefits. So they're just mm. in there rubber stamping it again. Scientology, David Miscavige, get these guys yeah. on the inside. And this just, like, happened for, like, damn near two decades. So this guy says uh, the underlying motivation was the church wanted the money. They really just wanted people to give money to the church. I coached members to tell the truth, not to lie. I would tell them they have to aim for an Academy Award to portray their worst possible day uh, at the (laughs) VA exams. Doing what the church wanted was drilled into parishioners, according to former members. Most of the former congregants who spoke to Military.com are veterans who were active duty or service members at the time they were involved with the church. Some sources described having suicidal ideation or previous attempts. All sources had strikingly similar stories. They were wounded in the post-9-11 wars or had previous trauma, such as being a victim of sexual assault or came from disadvantaged backgrounds. So it's just it's just. It's so fucked up when people learn to spot their victims, and like it's yeah. it's, it's it's par for the course. If you're gonna if you're gonna run a predatory cult, you get good at that. If you're if you prey on people, you learn to look for the weaknesses. But it always just sucks to be reminded about people who are so good at that, and they can just catalog it. Where and Jared, the subway guy, he he got popped in his for all the shit he did, but he was in the text messages when that lady he was basically asking that lady about her daughter's friend group. And he mentioned one of them because she seems like a real street kid, like a real blue collar kid. I think I'd have the most luck with that one. And it's like basically saying that that kid is poor. I, and I, I, yeah. I can wow them with, you know, with, with fucking uh, a GameCube or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, no, it's like anytime it, it, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's so distressing. And like when somebody has a story like that, where like they, it just seems like everything is, everything has been against them in their life. And it's like, that's because like adversity begets more adversity and like problems beget more problems in that way. Like, yeah, if you are like that, yeah. If you're, uh, you know, a child predator, you look for children with unstable home lives. Like you look like any kind of, yeah. If you're a cult, you're looking for people who have 
these sort of emotional uh, problems because they're easier to manipulate. And then they have the additional problem of being manipulated by a cult or like yeah, being yeah. molested by a predator. Like yeah. it just, it, it accrues over time. And it's like, I don't know. I think, I think about this a lot because like, um, so my brother's, one of my brother's sports coaches in like middle school was a pedophile and got arrested. And like my brother was, fine because he knew that like my dad was a judge so like he didn't go after my brother you know and it's like that just just the fact that like you have this leg up some people have this leg up in this way that like is so perverted and unfair and like gross uh where it's just like as if he wasn't already gonna have like an easier life than the kids that this guy uh yeah yeah yeah. after it just, yeah, it, 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 if you're in a bad place, it gets worse. And if you're in a good place, it, it gets better. And it's so yeah. unfair and gross. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I hate, I hate to, to fucking read about it, but they, they mentioned also that this has a lot of, again, I said this, this thing is like five frauds and ones. If five frauds and one, they talk about how it's also uh, an affinity fraud. An affinity fraud is when a certain group is targeted um, because they have an, they have an affinity or closest with the person targeting them. Yeah, and, they and you're how Ber- military. Yeah, Bernie Madoff preyed upon the Jewish community to pull off the largest Ponzi scheme in history. Mm-hmm. It was it was all like you know rich people from his community. He's like, hey, keep donating, and that was what kept it going for so long. And you know, they said in the military, you're already you don't trust outsiders. You know, you know, people on the outside don't understand what you've been through. And this guy would use this fucking really weird language. They have one quote from one of his sermons where he goes, uh, he tells the, his, the people he's preaching to. He says, God gave me permission to kill everybody in here, but I don't do that because I love you. And it's like already kind of like that, that, that abuser thing of like, I could fuck you. Yeah. I, I could fuck you up, but I'm not going to. And it's like it ingratiates you to him. But they were they weren't just targeting, you know, obviously they're they're targeting men and women because military uh you know has men and women in it. So what they would do was they would try to take like especially female soldiers out of the stability that the military provides. Um and one thing was that it was hard to get people who lived in the barracks, because the barracks they tend to your needs, you have your you can go to the mess hall, get your meals. There's not a lot of foot in there to like manipulate people. So what they would do is they would they would give somebody went to the church once they would just show up especially if it was a female member they would just show up at the barracks and they'd be like damn you know what happens to the women in the barracks right you know it's unsafe in here in oh, the barracks man. it seems like yeah. you should come live with us and yep. they would tell them this so much that they'd be like well okay you know like and it just one of the women talking about it she said she was sexually assaulted by a male soldier so it only made sense to her to leave the barracks and go live with right. this church. And, and then they like, use that against her to, yeah, yeah. further destabilize her. Yeah, that's it's so <clears throat> gross. Yeah, just really disgusting thing, and it just it sucks because, like I said, we we've talked plenty of times in the past about like the American again, the American military, <laughs> very murky gray area. It doesn't do a lot of great things, but like I grew up around it, I know the kind of people that join, and I know the reasons why they join and it's it's because they're trying to escape shit like this they're trying to get away from right. things i and i really don't like the military but the reason it's bad is not because of the people who join it yeah like, exactly that's not yeah, when, why. When, when they when they've kept college almost unattainable for everybody and, and, and you know like and now that the, the republicans are saying the fucking quiet part out loud they're like you can't give away free college because that will detriment that'll cripple our recruiters and it's like well, you know, you're just saying that out loud. We now. need enough. We need a steady supply of extremely desperate people who want to better their lives, or this yeah. isn't going to work. Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember like when I was like in eighth grade, and I, I showed my dad because uh, my dad, you know, he grew up working class family in Hartford, Connecticut. And I was like 
one of the few ways out. He got out and his brothers and sisters that stayed behind, they're great people, but they went through a period in their twenties where they were like hanging out of bars, getting into trouble. And my dad dodged all that by getting the fuck out of there and joining the army. And mm. he, I, I remember one time I was showing him the Eminem CD in 1998 when it first came out. And I was just like, no dad, you got to listen to this guy. He's really cool. <laughs> like so my dad listened to the, the intro to one song where he goes, this is for all the happy people with real nice lives who have no idea what it's like to be broke as fuck. And my dad just goes, join the fucking army and walked off. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I have some was, advice for Eminem. Yeah. Join the army. Yeah, join the army and <laughs> shut up. Yeah, that was Pat Soroy Sr.'s <laughs> take on Eminem's <laughs> rap debut. <laughs> that's so but, funny. Yeah, so that's what these guys are doing. This is, again, a story where so the FBI raided five church facilities. Uh, they raided one in, and this was in June of last year. They raided one in Hinesville and Augusta, Georgia, Tacoma, Washington, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and my hometown of Colleen, Texas. And they, they seized computers, church records, and cash, but made no arrests. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like they're working towards something bigger. And I think what, one of the things that they're going to find out is who gave them essentially the equivalent of the tax exempt status where they could say, Hey, your, yeah. your, your, your GI tuition money can go to me. Somebody signed off on that. And yeah. that I think is going to be a big find because that person I mean, is it, going. It, it sounds like at least there are enough ex members that were high up in this group that like they can, they can get some people to testify against yeah. these people. It sounds I mean, like. Yeah. So. Yeah. They have a bunch of people like, like the, the, the ex founding member, you know, the guy's old personal yeah. assistant. And you know, this is one of the ones where like, I hope they, I hope they fucking bring this dude down hard. And yeah. 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 Yeah, gross. yeah. yeah. Very, very gross. Um, yeah. That's kind of where, that's kind of where, where it ends right now. We, I mean, we'll try to keep you posted updates, but it was certainly, it's just wild. It, it's, uh, it was as if these people aren't already going through enough. They have to worry about this person coming in. Learn, you learn the language, you know, he learns how to talk to soldiers and he learns what they, they respond to and they manipulated it. And it's just, it's just uh, overall gross and disgusting. Um, well, totally like you not said, like it. the, the affinity fraud of like, just that this guy also served and he's like, you know, this is, this is a, a church tailored toward military people. Like we will talk about these these issues in the context of this like very specific experience that I, you know, feel like if you aren't, you haven't gone through or haven't like, you know, you, you can't really understand it. And so like these people go to this guy thinking a church that will understand me. Great. Like, this is what I need. And then he fucking rips them off. Not worth it at all. Thumbs down. Yeah, th- yeah, if thumbs they put down. This guy under the jail. Fuck yeah, him. yeah, for sure. Horrible human being. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the story on that. Um, thank you so much, to everybody who reached out with a whole bunch of show ideas for us. That definitely got us out of a slump. We'll be going back to that list for sure. Thank you. Yeah, for all yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, a bookmark. But uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I wasn't enjoyed. It was pretty bleak. I hope you got something out of it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and just be on the lookout for things like this. And if you have family members. Uh, who are in the service or just seem like they're they're falling in the 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 pool of an organization like this reach out to them and just be that voice that's not those guys you know like be somebody else yeah. to talk to be an ear for a man i know so many dudes that get back from the military and it's just like they just you know it, it they, they it could give some real bleak and real dark places and it just needs somebody to reach out to them so if you got somebody like that in your life and you've been thinking about reaching out do it and do it before some fucking asshole like this does it 
Yeah, do it when their GI Bill is still intact and unused. So yeah, yeah. You can guide them in the right in the right direction. Yeah. Take them out <laughs> to the Chili's next to the base. Offer to buy them a drink. Do something. Right. Yeah, do something for them because <laughs> they seem to have a whole bunch of people standing in line right, waiting to fuck them over. I'm not saying buy them a drink to support the military. I'm saying buy them a drink to support them. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. just say, or don't buy them a drink. Buy them something non-alcoholic. Maybe they don't need a drink. But basically just, yeah, think about the people in your community because there's people out there just getting taken advantage of and uh sometimes it just takes somebody to reach out and be like hey i'm somebody else you can talk to sometimes that's all they need so uh Absolutely. that being said yeah uh we, we always did discuss in the show whether the scam was worth it this not worth it there's no there's no no, no, no price that makes not it worth it, it. Yes. yeah resounding not worth it uh if you guys liked what you saw today we do have uh, a patreon that you can go and check out two more episodes every month we do two for free and we have two on the paid channel it's patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal i'm on twitter as at pztx p-e-z-y-t-x same on instagram i'll be posting my show dates uh it's a little last minute but i'm gonna be um up in wisconsin all the way up into the dakotas into colorado new mexico back up into minneapolis it's gonna be a really fun run so look up those dates and i hope to see you out there kath you got anything for us yeah, if you're in Austin, I'm going to be at the Velveeta Room at the end of March, uh, March 24th and 25th. It's going to be really fun. Um, I'm also doing a Master Pancake on the 22nd. And uh, yeah, I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media. I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, it comes out every week. You can check that out. And uh, I think that's all. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Have fun out there. Be safe, be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.